Hello and welcome to The Lone Ranger from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. and a hearty Hyo Silver, the Lone Ranger. Indian companion Toto, the daring and resourceful masked rider of the plains led the fight for law and order in the early western United States. Nowhere in the pages of history can one find a greater champion of justice. Return with us now to those thrilling days of yesteryear. From out of the past come the thundering hoofbeats of the great horse Silver. The Lone Ranger rides again. Come on, Silver. Let's go, big fellow. The jury in the Sparta County courtroom had rendered its verdict. Bill Gibson, half-owner of the Crown Sea Ranch, was declared guilty of murdering his partner, Tom King, and the penalty would be death. Judge Logan, portly but dignified, addressed the jury, the prisoner, and the courtroom in one concluding speech. Gentlemen of the jury, you've rendered a just verdict. In view of the evidence and the testimony of the witnesses Clayton and Pegs, there was no other decision open to you. As for you, William Gibson, your crime of killing your partner for profit is a dastardly one. The West has no place for men like you, and that you should leave it on the gallows is only just. It isn't. It isn't. I'm innocent. I never killed Tom King. Clayton and Pegs are liars. Quiet, quiet. Search him out, Gibson. Let the judge continue. I won't keep quiet. I won't. Saul Clayton's lied. 
I'll kill him before you take me away. I'll kill him already. Take him away from me. I got him. Stay right here, Gibson. Right in the courtroom, or I'll have the room clear. That's enough, Gibson. Stand before the bench. That's enough. Stand there. You're going to keep quiet. We'll have no more outbursts like that from the prisoner. He will be remanded to the custody of the sheriff and taken to the jailhouse until tomorrow morning. Then he will pay the penalty for his crime by being hanged until dead. As the crowd watched prisoner Bill Gibson being led into the county jail, a small frame building at the end of town, two men stood to the side and watched. They were the witnesses against Gibson, land speculator Saul Clayton and his aide, Ollie Peggs. Clayton smiled mirthlessly as he talked. Well, Ollie, it's the last we'll see of that, hombre. It sure is. It took a lot of doing and a heap of lying, so. But things worked out like you planned. Well, I haven't got the Royal G Ranch yet. But you will, Saul. Mrs. Gibson won't run that outfit by herself. She doesn't know about the railroad planning to build through that property. No, aside from us, Tom King was the only one who knew about that. And he never got the chance to tell Gibson or anyone else. You sure seen to that, Saul. Killing him before he could tell Gibson. And taking the money he'd got when he sold the cattle in Kansas City. And planting it so it looked like Gibson hid it away after killing King. <laughs> Everything worked perfect. And it'll remain perfect if you don't talk. Me talk? Why well, never do that, Saul? Why should I? Because you talk too much for one thing, Ollie. Because you're yellow when the pressure's on. She never let you in on his deal. But it's over now, Saul. King's will left his part of the ranch to Gibson. Now, when Gibson dies, his wife gets it all. So you'll buy it from her through a dummy corporation. Shut up. That's exactly what I mean about you, blabbing everything. Ollie, if I thought you'd talk about this, I'd kill you right now. Oh, now, look, Saul, you don't mean that. You got me all wrong. I'm not going to blab. I'm not yellow, either. All right, then keep quiet. I'm going over to the Red Dog Cafe and play some cards. You coming? Not now, Saul. I'll drop in on you later. The Lone Ranger, disguised as a rancher, had viewed Bill Gibson's trial with Tonto. Now at the county jail, they watched the crowd disperse. They paid particular attention to Clayton and Peggs. Tonto, not enough that we believe Bill Gibson is innocent. If he is, we must prove it. Not much time, Kimosabe. No, we've nothing to go by except the good we've known about Gibson. And that Saul Clayton has done a great many shady things in the past. Judge, jury, believe them tell truth. I'd need more than their testimony to send a man like Gibson to jail. Them laugh when them go to jailhouse. Yes, laughed and talked together like conspirators. We could only prove that they are conspirators before tomorrow morning. You try, Kimosabe? Yes, as soon as I return to camp and remove this disguise. Toto, you stay here in town and keep an eye on Saul Clayton. Two hours later, the attendant at the county jailhouse entered the windowless cell where Bill Gibson had been sitting disconsolately. Here's some grub for you, Gibson. It's probably better than you deserve, but... Hey, what's the matter with you? Why you bending over moaning like that for you, sick? Well, stop howling and tell me what's the matter. This is what's the matter. Now it's cold. Now to take those keys and that gun of yours. I'm getting out of here. In the 
outer office of the jailhouse, Sheriff Jake Lovell and his two deputies were relaxed for the first time that day. They had hung their gun holsters and guns on the wall and were sitting down to the meal sent to them by Lovell's wife. They didn't see or hear the door to the small cell block opening slowly. Sheriff Lovell reached across the table. Let me get at that coffee. You know, this will be the first thing I've had to eat or drink since last night. And if you don't raise your hands fast, it'll be the last thing you've ever done. Gibson, he's got a gun. Up with your hands, the three of you. Up fast. How did you get out, Gibson? Where's Rogers? Guard, lying on the cell floor. The cell where you three are going right now. You're crazy, Gibson. You can't do this to us. No, but I'm doing it anyway. Move. Get back to the cell. Gibson, you can't get away with this. We'll see about that, Sheriff. I have ideas. It'll do you no good to kill Clayton if that's what you're going to do. Never mind what I'm going to do. Inside, all of you. I'll shoot if you don't. You wouldn't. No? Well, I may as well be fish as foul. They say I'm a murderer. So? Uh, Don't shoot, Gibson. Don't. All right, boys. Do as he says. You go back to the cells, Gibson. You're making a big mistake, though. Now you're sure to die before morning. In minutes, Bill Gibson had locked Sheriff Lovell and his two deputies in the windowless cell with the unconscious guard. He locked the iron door, then turned quickly, ran into the office, grabbed a second gun from a holster on the wall, then sped through the rear door, out into the open. There were no horses in the stable behind the jailhouse. Bill Gibson started to the front of the building, where he could see the horses of the lawmen tied to the hitching posts in front. There were people on the other side of the street, people who would recognize him if he made an attempt to escape in that direction. He turned and ran to the wooded area behind the stable. He headed away from the town into the hills with a set plan of escape in mind. He would throw his pursuers off the track by heading in one direction, then double around and set off in the direction of his ranch. It was almost an hour later when Deputy Gray entered the sheriff's office and saw the unfinished meals on the table. He looked around the empty room in surprise, then started as he heard voices call from inside the cell block. The deputy pulled his gun and entered. What in? Sheriff, what's happened? You can see what's happened. Gibson's escaped. Get us out of here. He took the keys. Shoot the lock off. Do something. Sure, sure. Stand back. I'll shoot the lock. Anyone see him get away? I don't know. I don't think so. Back now, huh? Uh, Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's it. Thanks. That's what we get for building ourselves with no windows. No one could hear us when we yell. And now Gibson's got an hour start on us. We'll swear in everyone as deputies. We use bloodhounds. Hurry up. Saul Clayton was doing well in the poker game he had joined at the Red Dog Cafe. He had just pulled in one large pot and was preparing to shuffle the cards when he looked up to see his aide, Ollie Peggs, entering the front door with a look of anxiety on his face. I think I'll give you fellas four of a kind this time to deal myself a royal flush. <laughs> hey, look at Ollie Peggs, will you? Looks if he had a bad time. What's the matter, Ollie? Saul, oh, I gotta see you at once. Sorry to bust in like this, fellas, but it's important. Bill Gibson's escaped. Hey, what's that? Gibson's escaped. That's right, he escaped. Locked up the sheriff and his men and took off into the hills. Lovell's signing up deputies right quick while they get the bloodhounds for him. Damn, come on, what are we waiting for? Cash our chips later. Come on, Elio, we're going after Gibson. We'll get him with bullets for the rope does. Come on! Wait, wait, come on, you So, he has a full hour start. So what? They'll catch him. Look at that. Every man in the place taken off to go after him. 
You say they're using the bloodhounds, too. Yeah, they've gone to get them now. Should be back in a couple of minutes. Well, then he's a goner in no time. Why are you looking so upset? But Saul, he said he'd kill us, remember? He said he'd kill us. Maybe he'll come back here. Stop and... talking like a crazy man. He wouldn't dare. He's probably heading for the hills. Yes, but... But nothing. I wish he would come here. As I said this morning, I'd like the chance to kill him, too. Just to make sure the job was done right. You're not going to stay here, are you? No, no. But I'm not going to join in the chase for Gibson, either. Let's go over to my office. We'll split a bottle here. You think maybe he could get away and do something to prove we framed him? Do you think Stop he might... Stop babbling, will you? I don't think he'll get far. Suppose he does dodge him for a while. Suppose he does sneak back into town plan to get us. We'll be in my place waiting for him. And when we kill him, the people in this town will be calling us heroes. Yeah, I suppose you're right. Only... Saul, look at that table. I didn't see him. Uh, the engine, see? With his head and arms spread over everything. Ah, he's full of fire water. Can't even move, much less here. Yeah, we'll see. Hey. Hey, you engine. Wake up. Come on, wake up. What are you doing here? Wake up, will you? <laughs> What's the use? He's dead to the world. Yeah, I thought he might have hurt us at first. I wouldn't want to have his head when he wakes up. <laughs> well, let's get out of here. See what's doing. Oh, oh easy, big The Lone Ranger arrived at the wooded area at the end of town at the same moment that Toto got there. Toto told him of Bill Gibson's escape and of the conversation between Clayton and Ollie Peggs which he had heard while pretending unconsciousness. The Lone Ranger's reaction was immediate. Toto, if what you heard is correct, there's more reason than ever to believe that Gibson's innocent. Clayton say him like to kill Gibson, too. Which could mean Clayton killed Tom King. What Peg said about a frame-up makes it sound possible. Kimasabi, you hear? Bloodhounds on trail. Yes, Gibson was a fool to escape. Now he'll never have a chance. Lovell and his men will shoot him before we can help, unless... What, Kimasabi? Unless he's smart enough to hide his trail. Him no hills. Maybe hide in cave. We must see that he doesn't return to town to try to kill Clayton and Peggs. We go to his ranch. He might go there to see his wife and get a horse. Ah. At any rate, we'll talk to his wife. She might know where he would hide. He's just telling me. Come on, Scott. Easy, fella. Come on, Silver. Come on, Scott. curtain falls on the first act of our Lone Ranger adventure. Before the next exciting scenes, please permit us to pause for just a few moments.
Call to continue. The Lone Ranger and Tonto reached the small and now deserted ranch belonging to Bill Gibson and the late Tom King. They tied their horses to trees behind the house. Then they rapped on the door. It was opened by a woman who shrank back when she saw the masked man. Oh, who, who are you? Don't be frightened, Mrs. Gibson. I've come to help your husband. No, he's not here. I tell you, he's not here. He, he's in jail. You can't help him. Please believe me. You've no reason to fear me. My friend Tonto overheard a conversation today that convinces me your husband was framed by Clayton and Peggs. Up with your hands, both of you. I didn't realize you were hiding in that room, Gibson. I heard what you said, and I don't believe you. You're Clayton's men. You want me to think you're going to help me like Tom King and I thought Clayton was going to help us. At your trial, did you tell the truth about Clayton making an offer for your ranch? Yes, he tried to buy us out, but we refused. And Tom King and the boys took the cattle to Kansas City and sold all the stock there. The boys laid off for a few weeks, and King came back with the money and some information. You spoke about that information at the trial, but you said you didn't know what it was. That's true. Whatever it was, he learned it in Kansas City. It made him all excited. When he got to the ranch, he told Nora that much and started out to look for me. They killed him before he ever found me, the skunks. They took the money from him and hid it in the cattle shed to make it look like I did it. You keep saying they. Uh, whom do you mean? I have my ideas, stranger. Just like Clayton and Peggs have all the answers. I'm going to do some real honest killing this time. Don't be a fool, Gibson. Put that gun down and listen to me. Bill, please do. You can't kill anyone and... Oh, you hear that, bloodhounds? So they've found my trail, have they? They'll have you in a few minutes, unless you let me help you. Help me? It's a laugh. I'll get you away from here, Gibson, but you'll have to believe in what I'm doing. Come a tunnel with me, out the rear door. Our horses are there. I have a plan that may get them off your trail. Go with him, Bill. Do as he says. They'll be here in a few minutes. All right, stranger, lead the way. But I'll be right behind you with my hand on my gun. I'll do my best to hold them off. The land behind the ranch house inclined steeply down to a stream and was studded with trees and great rocks. The Lone Ranger led the way downward, using the trees and rocks to screen the movements of the trio. At the stream, the masked man turned to Gibson. Give your coat and hat to Toto. What? What kind of a joke is this? No joke. Take them off as you walk into the water. Toto, you ride scouting into the brook beside Gibson. Then take the coat and hat. Go to the other side of the stream and put them on. Okay, Masabi. Me do it. What's the idea? The idea is the bloodhounds will pick up your scent at the house and follow you here. If the sheriff's men see Toto on the other side, dressed in your clothes and riding away, they'll ignore the dogs. They'll chase Toto. What'll I be doing? Ride Silver with me. We'll wade downstream until the posse's gone after Toto. They might kill him. No, they'll not kill me. He makes sure them don't. Tonto will look after himself. All right, go ahead now. Listen to those dogs. They must be at the house. Are you ready? Yes. Tonto, here's my hat and my vest. When you've led them far enough away, discard Gibson's clothing, Tonto. You'll find a way to tell them that Gibson and I have gone back to town. Easy, steady, big fellow. Okay, Mr. Abbey, me tell them. Up, scout. Up. All right, mount my horse, Gibson. Steady, silver. Step up, step up. There. Come on, Silver. At 
the ranch house on the top of the hill, Mrs. Gibson had used words of misdirection to hold the attention of Sheriff Lovell and the mob that had joined his posse. Suddenly, one of the men holding the bloodhounds came from behind the house. Sheriff! Sheriff, they picked up his trail back of the house. It's downhill. He's headed for the stream. You hear that, men? Come on, he's headed across the stream. We'll get him now, sure. Oh, no! No! Nora Gibson sobbed as the sheriff's men galloped down to the stream. She watched for anxious minutes as she saw them reach the brook. Then there was a sudden shout from below as the riders crossed the water. Oh, no. She did not know that they were in pursuit of Toto, who was successfully decoying them. But minutes later, as she peered into the dusk, her eyes saw a flash of white emerge from a grove of trees nearby and head for the road to town. The flash was a great white horse ridden by a masked man. And sitting behind the Lone Ranger, holding tight, was her husband. Bewildered, but somehow elated, she sighed and walked back into the house. Thank heaven. Darkness covered the town as the Lone Ranger, after riding the back trails, led Silver and Bill Gibson through the back streets. Most of the villagers were out searching for the escaped prisoner, but a light shone in the office of Saul Clayton. That's Clayton's office, all right. I know it. It's like you said the Indian told you. Yes, Clayton's there waiting for you, Gibson. If I didn't believe so much in you now, stranger, I'd make it my business to try and ambush that rattlesnake this very minute. Forget about shooting, unless you must defend yourself. There's someone standing on the porch of that building across the street. Uh, That's Judge Logan. He's another one. If he'd only used his head, he'd have known I was... Never mind that part. Judge Logan's a fine judge and a good man. I've had chances to help him in the past. Stay here for a few moments, will you please? Where are you going? To talk to Judge Logan. You want to see justice done. Perhaps you'll help us. Stay back here among the trees. I'll return in a few minutes. Judge Logan, puffing on a long cigar and staring moodily into the deserted main street, didn't hear the footsteps nor see the figure until the Lone Ranger was beside him. Uh, Judge Logan, uh, don't be alarmed. Don't be a... Well, well, you... What are you doing here? I'm... Well, I'm quite surprised. Oh, I thought you might be. I came up those side steps so there'd be little chance of my being seen. I have Bill Gibson waiting back there. Gibson? You don't mean it. You, you captured him? No, I saved him from being captured. You what? Wait, I'm... I'm not going to be surprised by the things you say. I... I have reason to know they mean more than mere words. Just explain to me what you just said. The Lone Ranger told briefly all that he knew, all that he had done, and all that he planned to attempt in the minutes ahead. He ended by asking Judge Logan to assist him. If justice went astray in your courtroom, Judge, it wasn't through any fault of yours. I find it hard to believe what you've told me. What if justice went astray because guilty men perjured themselves? Then by all that's holy, justice will return. You go ahead, do as you plan. If it remains within the law, no, I'll be part of it. And if you find you've been wrong... Judge, if I'm wrong, I assure you I'll hand Billy Gibson over to the sheriff when he returns. Then hurry along before it's too late. I'll walk over to the Clayton office now and be ready for whatever you do. Saul Clayton and Ollie Peggs had emptied the greater part of a bottle as they sat in Clayton's office during the long vigil, waiting for the possible appearance of Bill Gibson. Clayton downed a drink and idly fingered the gun on his desk. Ollie, 
Looks as if we have to call off our target practice on Gibson, doesn't it? Yeah. They must have cooped him up in some spot by now. Shot up, maybe. You know, I sort of wish he had come here. I'd have taken him. What's that? Your gun, Saul. That stone came through the back window. I'll open the back door, Ollie. Keep close against the wall. Open the door quick. If it's Gibson, I'll drill him dead. Ollie Pegg sidled against the wall, jerked open the rear door, and aimed his gun at the doorway. Saul Clayton knelt behind the table, steadying his revolver on it to shoot at the first person to appear. But the person who appeared came from the front door, behind both men. Drop your guns. Keep facing that way. Hey, who's that? Who is that? That shot was to knock the gun out of your hand, Clayton. All right. My hands are up. Is your gun on the floor, Pegs? Yes. Then turn around, both of you, with your hands high. That's it. A mask man. Who are you? A friend of Bill Gibson's. Come in, Bill. Gibson! So look, it's Gibson with a gun. Yes, ready to use it, too. I just tossed a rock through the window so you wouldn't have the gun advantage. Now it's two to nothing in our favor. Yes, it is, Bill. Saul Clayton, you're guilty of Tom King's death. You perjured yourself when you and Peg said you'd seen the shooting. I did not. Nobody can prove we didn't see it. You think not? That's where you're wrong. Ollie Peggs gave your plot away. I did not. Don't believe him, Saul. I never told anyone that you... I think it's too late for that, Clayton. He just confirmed what my friend said. You did kill Tom King, Clayton. You and Peggs. Prove it. We're not going to bother. That's right. I said I'd kill you today. Well, here I am with a gun, and you're both unarmed. Now, look, Gibson, you can't shoot us in cold blood. I didn't do anything. You tried to send Gibson to the gallows. Yeah, Clayton. And instead, you're going to die before I do. You're ready to die? No, wait, Gibson. Wait. No. First, I kill you, then Ollie Peg. What for? I didn't shoot King. I didn't. It was Saul. I only kept you a look at red. I'll kill you. Get back there, Clayton. Now, go on, Pegs. I... I... No, I don't know what happened. All right, Gibson, use your gun. I'm going to. I was going to spare you, Pegs, but now... Oh, don't shoot me, I'll tell. It was Clayton did it. He got word from his agent that Tom King learned about the railroad, wanting to buy the ranch. We got to King before he could tell Gibson, and Saul shot him... Oh, if I get out of this, I'll kill you. I don't think you'll do any more killing Saul Clayton. Judge Logan. Yes, Judge Logan and Sheriff Lovell. We got back here just in time to hear what Pegs and you were saying, Clayton. Peggs, are you ready to tell us everything? Yes, only don't hang me. I didn't do the killing, it was Saul. He's bought up most of the land where the railroad's gonna build. He needed the Royal Sea Ranch, and when King found out... I think it, we can figure the rest from there, including the way you two frame Gibson. You'll take your full confession in writing at my office. Put the cuffs on him and Clayton. Sure thing, All Sheriff. Right, Sheriff. All right, put out your hands. Sheriff, what about me? Gibson, I'm sorry, very sorry. We'd have killed you if we caught up with you today. Did the Indian bring you here? Yes. <laughs> we followed him, uh, thinking it was you. Then the Indian sort of disappeared and came on us from nowhere to tell us you were headed back here with the masked man. Say, he's gone. The masked man's disappeared. The Indian's not here either. <laughs> they've, they've seen justice done. And there's nothing more for them to do. I uh, never did get to asking. I was in such a hurry to get the posse back here. Judge, who is that masked man? A friend of all good men, Sheriff. He's the Lone Ranger.
This is a feature of the Lone Ranger Incorporated, created by George W. Trendle, produced by Trendle Campbell Enterprises, directed by Charles D. Livingston, and edited by Fran Stryker. The part of the Lone Ranger is played by Brace Beamer.